Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. To subscribe to the podcast, visit streetlevelradio.com and click on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Street Level Radio. You know, the Bible doesn't tell us that we shouldn't feel angry, but it points out that it's important to handle our anger properly. If ventilated thoughtlessly, anger can hurt others. It can destroy relationships. If it's bottled up inside, it can cause us to become bitter and destroy us from within. Paul the Apostle today tells us to deal with our anger immediately in a way that builds relationships rather than destroying them. Look, if we nurse our anger, we're going to give Satan a foothold from which he can divide us. So are you angry with someone right now? What can you do? How can you deal with this to resolve your differences? Don't let the day end, gang, before you begin to work out these conflicts and mend your relationships. We're in Ephesians chapter 4 today. Paul the Apostle, speaking to this church in the city of Ephesus, writes in chapter 4, verse 26, Be angry and don't sin. Don't let the sin go down on your wrath, and don't give place to the devil. Now, once again, this verse, this passage is not prohibiting anger, but rather to what and in what way that anger is to be vented. The fact is, sin should make us angry. Do you hear me today? Sin should make us angry. And if we wanted to prohibit that, Well, we'd have to condemn our Creator also, for the Bible clearly tells us that God hates sin, and He displays His righteous wrath against it. Romans chapter 1 verse 18 says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. When we are angry, however, as we said when we began today, we need to seek resolution. Matthew 18:15 says, "If your brother sins against you, go, show him his fault between you and him alone, and if he listens to you, you have gained back your brother." End quote. Now it's crucial that you attempt to deal with this emotion head on because if you don't, usually it's just going to end up consuming the one who's angry, that'd be you. While the focus of your anger, the person may not even know that it exists. Now, there's no guarantee that the other person's going to actually sit down with you to address this issue. But it's critical that we make the attempt just the same. We must seek resolution, and we need to be ready to forgive. The danger with anger is that we tend invariably to take things to the next level. And that level is the, that overt sin uh, against another person. Anger is the overriding emotion which seems to smother all other issues and emotions. I have found that a person can be bitter or jealous, hurt, confused. And I have found again that the only emotion that seems to trump all of those things is anger. So instead of dealing with the original issue, what happens is people just tend to cover it up or ice it over with anger and convince them that that anger is righteous. Now this again, this behavior again, is not that of a mature believer that Paul was trying to move these readers towards. It is, in fact, the response of a spiritual child. There is a time, again, to be angry. 
Henry Ward Beecher once said, a man that does not know how to be angry does not know how to be good. Now and then a man should be shaken to the core with indignation over things evil. You see, the, Paul's point in this passage that he's making is not that we're never to be angry, but he's seeking to deal with what we do with that anger because what we do with that anger separates the child from the man. Verse 28 of our text today says, if anyone is stealing, he must stop it and begin using those hands for honest work so he can give to others in need. The next old man attribute to rid ourselves of, it's stealing. We might think that such goes without saying, but you know, the self-convinced righteous theft is still an issue in the world of spiritual children. This uh, practice affects our taxes and our workplace, our our view of the unredeemed world, as, as well as our character in general. Let us make note of the rest of this verse, the, the second half of this verse. It says, let him who labor produce with his hands something that is good, then may have something to give to him who is need. That's the New King James Version. You see, part of being a spiritual man is working, gang. We can find a great number of excuses to exclude ourselves from this if we try, but here the directive remains. This not only provides for our own needs, that is working, and that of our family, but it also provides financially for our church and the social mission of a believer and the community in which he acts with. 2 Thessalonians 3.10 echoes Paul here saying, if anyone is not willing to work, don't let him eat. That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information, on Pastor Tim Dodson or Believer City Church, visit believerstogether.com.